Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Automated webinars for people that need to have a sales conversation in my world are dead. It literally is the death of the automated webinar. I love it. (laughs) You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello and welcome to episode 150 of Perpetual Traffic. We've got a great guest with you today, Ralph, Molly, myself, this is Keith, and we've got an awesome guest today that specializes on the conversion side. He's got several businesses we'll get into, an agency that helps seven and eight figure businesses really scale effectively, but I'm not going to do it justice, so I'm, I'm just going to get right in and intro you, Ollie. Ollie, he's basically the guy behind a lot of the big quote-unquote gurus you see in our space and more than that he's done so much he's got major businesses uh franchisor and a lot of really cool stuff i think we'll get into he he's a machine builder he, he really is and so today i think we're going to be talking about how to really effectively increase your roi with your paid traffic campaigns what's up guys we got four of us on how we doing Woo! hey hey it's obvious who ollie is on this episode who's the guy with the british accent <laughs> <laughs> So Ollie Bilson, OliverBilson.com, and Ollie, we, we've met through events. You've worked with lots of our clients, Molly's clients. You guys were just hanging out. You've spoken at traffic and conversion events, content and commerce events. What would you say your number one superpower is and how you help businesses or what you see one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people out there trying to build these digital marketing paid traffic machines are doing because I think that'll help us get right into the the good content for today. Sure. So first of all, great to be here and uh, super excited for this. So I think there's a big misconception out there in the marketplace. And that is that there is these new things that people can go and do that can magically generate leads 
prospects and customers. And people are always chasing the silver bullet because of that. And there's a lot of people purporting a lot of information out there. But the truth is, there really isn't anything new under the sun. There's just new technology and and medias that we can leverage. But fundamentally, messaging hasn't really changed at all. And when you boil it down to what really works, and we're in a fortunate position to aggregate a lot of things that work and also a lot of things that don't work as well, you get to find out that the core principles of direct response marketing are at the heart of every blockbuster promotion. That's the truth. And really, what we try and do is marry together two proven time-tested things. One is direct response marketing, which I was fortunate to get exposed to back in 2002. So we've been at this for a while. And then more recently, leveraging marketing automation and putting those two things together, we create something called dynamic response marketing, which can be extremely effective and provide unique and dynamic lead to customer experiences. I love it because you're going back to the basics, basics of both direct response marketing, but also, you know, using the technology and marketing automation to try to mimic the real life communication, right? Sometimes we forget and we think about these audiences and we forget that like, okay, how would I actually communicate with this person in the real world if I met that person at a party or something like that, right? Absolutely. There's never been a better time to create meaningful conversations that move people towards actually making a decision in more of a humanized way than ever before when you know how to do it and more specifically how you can leverage certain media to be able to do that as well. 100%. Yeah, I totally agree uh, with what you're saying here, Ali. And I think this is the key to any really successful traffic campaign is remembering that at the end of the line, there really is just a human being there. And human nature really doesn't change all that much, which I think I learned a long time ago from a really good book called First Break All the Rules by Marcus Buckingham. But the point is, is that you can still use the same principles that were used in the 1920s and the 1800s for advertising as you can use today in 2018. And although the shiny objects right now are Facebook, Facebook Messenger ads, especially bots, all that stuff, that's the shiny new object, especially when it comes to the type of stuff that you're going to be talking about here. But you're bringing us back maybe three, four, five years when SMS marketing was like the latest thing. But the funny thing is, is it still works because you mimic the human journey, the journey of how people actually come to make a purchase. Or communicate in real life, you know? Absolutely. And that's how they do it. That's how we do it. The thing is as well is these days with just how much clutter and confusion there is out there, most people focus on the wrong things, right? What they focus on is just driving as many leads as they possibly can and they get wound up in how much does it cost them to generate a lead. When in reality, if the whole point of their business is to actually have a conversation with somebody in order to be able to sell to them, that is completely different. And that's one of the reasons why you should always begin with the end in mind. If your business depends upon having a conversation with somebody to actually have an opportunity to sell to them, then you always need to know how you're going to sell before you go to lead generate. Because most people figure out how they will generate leads instead of worrying about how they're actually going to sell to them. And just seems like rule 101. But 
the fact is, is that regardless of what type of traffic you're running, we see people all of the time actually really burn themselves out from a cash flow standpoint because they're spending all this money on traffic and they haven't really figured out how they're actually going to monetize it. And certainly if they need to have a conversation with somebody, they need to sell somebody, certainly over the phone, then the whole landscape of that is very different about how you go at it with some kind of intent that's going to drive people through to predictably drive qualified leads into sales calls or sales appointments. I love it. So my guess is you're going to take us through some pretty cool sequences that you guys have have built for some clients. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. In fact, well, I'm going to share like three kind of key things. One is how you can fully leverage the power of mobile marketing to accelerate your sales process. We'll come back to mobile in a little while. Also, how you can drive qualified sales appointments from completely stone cold Facebook traffic quickly and fairly inexpensively. And I'm going to break down the six key elements of the phone funnel framework um, and how somebody who's listening to this could apply it to their business in the next 30 days or less. Love it. Love it. Okay. So before we get into that, so he's going to be talking about how to be basically generating leads through mobile, how to generate high quality sales calls with Facebook through Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising, and then how to implement that call. Before we get into it, give us just a little background. Like how'd you get here? to be kind of doing what you're doing. I think you've got a pretty interesting background. Maybe you can spend like two minutes on talking about why you're at this point in kind of helping people build these automated machines. Sure. So I have a bit of an interesting story in that I was very privileged to have a background in sports. Um, I was a a high performance tennis player from a, a very young age and have played tennis in all areas of the world and and reached a very high standard. And when I got to the age of 15, I kind of fell out of love with playing tennis. But tennis taught me a lot of things. Um, It was really my education, so to speak. It really matured me very early. And I kind of directed um, some of that education into business. And I was fascinated with my dad who had a had a business at the time and I wanted to kind of follow in his footsteps. And so I was quite a technical person. So I actually started building computers when I was at school <laughs> and selling them. And wow. very quickly, I found myself in a very interesting position where I was exporting these hand-built computers to the far east, to Egypt, <laughs> um, taking these custom-built computers. And my mum and dad were like, how old are you? What's, what's this 15-year-old doing now? Wow. <laughs> Ollie, you didn't tell me this while we were talking the other day too, because Tom and Ollie and I were talking about like how sports really set you up for you know, a lot of what we do today. And I had the same experience with soccer. So it's funny that I feel like a lot of people that become entrepreneurs have some sort of background that taught them how to learn a skill. Oh, same with Ralph and I too, both super competitive. I basically at that time, you know, that's all I knew, you know, rechanneling that into something else really kind of opened my eyes to the world of business and, and commerce. And even though it was certainly not like a major business by any means, it was kind of cottage industry, I suppose. It definitely widened my eyes to, you know, something that I wanted to pursue in the future. 
of course, what transpired from there was me going through the normal education system here in, in the UK. But it was something that I always felt that I wasn't really getting much from. You know, I'd learned so much from playing tennis that actually, you know, all of the education stuff really wasn't that of interest to me, you know, and I, I knew I could generate income. And I was a bit confused, if anything, that, you know, why did I need to go through this process? I actually ended up going to university to a, a business school here just for one year. And during that year at university, which in a way was, I was kind of felt like I was pushed into through the education system in a way here. And so I went to university and um, KPMG approached a small amount of people in the first year at university. And I was lucky enough to be one of them. And they said, we want to pay for you and you can go on this graduate scheme and so on and so forth. You just need to go through these interviews. And I went through this interview process and I absolutely hated it. It was the worst experience in the whole world. And in actual fact, it completely, <laughs> it completely threw me from doing anything that would involve a corporate lifestyle. You know, being exposed to these types of interviews with that type of yeah, company. It like turned you off so much. I was like, no way. There's no way I want to do this. So I quit university. I just dropped out of university and got back into business. And my first business, my first proper business was actually doing uh, car window tinting also car detailing as well. And I've got a love for cars, my petrol head, which means I'm a complete <laughs> car geek, right? And for me, that's what I, I went into. Something I was passionate about and something that, you know, I, I knew that I could market and make money from. But I didn't actually understand at that point that like that wasn't really the important thing. It didn't matter how good I was at window tinting. There was only so many cars I could window tint, right? That actually, when I understood the difference, that if I educated myself about marketing and actually getting and keeping customers, that was the thing that would allow me to grow my business. It just didn't matter how good I was at what I did. I just had to get better at marketing to grow my business. So I started to study. And I think I went from studying the early stuff like Brian Tracy's like psychology of sales through to picking up um, an early edition of the Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan Kennedy. When I'd done that, and just to fast forward a few years, I diversified my window tinting business into a couple of other services. I'd started doing vinyl wrapping quite early. I'd started doing vehicle remapping, which is engine tuning, changing the software on vehicles, kind of going back to my roots of being quite technical. I figured that in order to like grow these businesses, I needed to get better at marketing and everything that I was doing at the time was all very brand-based marketing. And it, quite honestly, it was costing me a lot of money and we weren't getting great results. So much so that our business at that time wasn't in a great place. I was investing all this money in brand advertising, but not really uh, generating leads and doing proper lead generation, direct response marketing. So I picked up this book, The Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan Kennedy, who's funny because later on, in fact, the last 20 months or so, we've worked with GKIC and Dan Kennedy. I wrote my first long-form sales letter. Um, it was a 21-page sales letter. I sent it out to the, the people that we had on our list, a really small list of people at that time. And everybody said to me it would never work. Everybody told me that this type of marketing wouldn't be effective, that it looked amateurish, that I couldn't sell like that and that people would be put off by it and it didn't represent our brand very well. And more so than that, 
I was in a tight spot because actually even to mail that sales letter out to our list was really expensive. And so I went and I just went against everybody else who was in the business at that time. And we made over $50,000 in two weeks from that promotion, which at that time for our business was huge because we hadn't ever made that kind of money from any type of advertising or marketing campaign that we'd run before. It completely revolutionized my thinking around direct response marketing and also made me an absolute student of what we do now. You actually had a need for it. So this book, The Ultimate Sales Letter, is literally five feet away from me on a stack. There's a three books that I'm sending that were a huge impact to our platinum level clients. It's the first thing that they get when they join our platinum level, which is like our higher level of elite. It's like a 397 a month thing. But in that book, same thing, the direct response marketing, the Dan Kennedy world, I was going to the local GKIC insider circle stuff before Facebook ads even existed. And that's why I went all in on Facebook ads so early on. It was because of that direct response, Dan Kennedy kind of foundation. Absolutely. Yeah, I kind of studied all of those greats. I went back beyond that, you know, got very into the kind of Gary Halbert, Gary Benzavinga, Jay Abraham, and really became a student of marketing and advertising to continue to grow my business. Eugene Schwartz, one of the best ever, by the way. Absolutely. One of my favorites, I think. That's such a high level of, he teaches such a deep level of the true psychology behind all the direct response and the levels of awareness. And that's really where the upside framework came from and stuff. So crazy. So so then... I mean, the outcome of all that was I ended up growing four separate multi-million dollar businesses. And one of which I managed to scale from zero to selling 170 franchisees in less than four years all over the world. And as a part of that, we set our own marketing agency up internally in order for us to sustain that growth. And then it wasn't long before people started to recognize that success of this portfolio of businesses I'd built up and how I'd been able to do it and how I'd been able to scale it. And actually, in an informal way, I was already kind of coaching, consulting with some people anyway. And they said, hey, we'd love it if you can help us do some of this for us. So we started our agency to work externally with people, all predicated on the results that we got from eating our own dog food, making lots of mistakes, falling into lots of pitfalls, testing lots and lots of different things, and just really figuring out what works, how to think about things, how to plan things, and how to be super effective in our marketing funnels. And as I mentioned at the beginning, kind of marrying those two things together, direct response marketing and marketing automation to create a wildly successful promotion. So the franchise, the 172 franchises, what industry was that in, in general? In the automotive industry. Automotive um, industry. Okay. So you were help basically sell those. So build the machine. And obviously that's a, what, like a $25,000, I think investment, something like that. So your the goal is to get people on the phone, obviously. And so that's what you were basically in charge of that kind of marketing for that, right? Yeah. And okay. I wrote a, an article about four years ago called Kaching. Somebody just bought something because the reason why I called it that was because <laughs> at the time, Infusionsoft. Uh, yeah, at the time, that's what you used to get from Infusionsoft. Yeah. For those of you who've been around Infusionsoft for some time, that used to be like a legacy notification, right? Yep. Basically, it was that we'd set up this automated webinar. We were very early into Google AdWords. I've been running Google AdWords since 2003. 
we ran this automated webinar that had just been running for literally years, week in, week out. And at the time, people were coming out of doing kind of instant tele-seminar stuff, which was kind of automated and that kind of stuff. And we were really doing proper automated webinars. And we didn't realize how far ahead of the pack we were with some of the stuff we were doing, actually. It was real kind of cutting edge stuff. But I actually, funnily enough, I actually thought everybody was doing this stuff. It wasn't until I came over to America in like 2011, I was sharing some of my numbers. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. You know, any case, we'd been running this webinar for such a long time. And the whole purpose of it was to get people at the end of the webinar into a discovery call so that then we could tell them more about the opportunity and then ultimately give them everything that they needed to make a decision. That, that was the basis of everything that we knew that worked in that particular business. And then everything changed and we adjusted the way that we were doing things when we started to advertise on Facebook and we started to advertise through that rather than intentional searches that we were doing with AdWords. Now that we were using interruption-based marketing through Facebook, it needed a different approach. It needed a, an approach that uh, we weren't using with automated webinars. And in fact, as an agency, when we started building a lot of automated webinar funnels out for clients, that was what we knew. And we did have some, some clients and many people out there and still some today do very well with automated webinars. But if they're not selling something that if they're selling something high ticket that requires a diagnostic consultation or some kind of discovery call or some kind of scheduled call at the end of that event, then we just found a much more effective way of doing it, especially if they were doing Facebook advertising. And that's really where the phone funnel framework originated from. Ooh, I'm excited, super excited to get into this one. I literally set up a text campaign on the last episode, 149. <laughs> So you can text using Fixer Funnel. So hopefully you're using Fixer Funnel and stuff. It'll be fun. So let's get into it. Yeah. Also, Ollie, you're a badass. I didn't know all of these things. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So what is it? How do you do it? Dun, dun, dun. First of all, I just want to preface what I'm going to talk about here. This type of funnel you can implement in your business, whether you're a bricks and mortar business owner, a service-based business, an information marketer, an agency, a franchisor, a SaaS business, or coach, consultant, author, speaker, or industry transformer, whatever they are. But if you need to have a conversation with somebody in order to be able to sell to them, then this could potentially change your business for the better forever. And I don't say that lightly because we've implemented this funnel and helped people implement this funnel in all of those types of businesses. And it has been wildly successful. And the, the question that I always start with when I talk about this is knowing that we need to have a conversation. The conversion point comes ultimately when somebody's going to schedule a call with you. Somebody's going to put some time in their diary and yours for you to have that meaningful conversation about how you can help them. So the question that we have to think about is, how do we open up channels of communication we're actually going to need in the sales process? And that's where, if you're advertising on Facebook, Facebook lead ads are really, really effective. Now, for those of you, obviously, who don't know about Facebook lead ads, Facebook lead ads are an advertising objective inside of Facebook that allow you to create a very frictionless process 
for people giving you their information in exchange for some kind of value that you're giving to them that you'd usually be doing outside of Facebook with a landing page. What happens is because Facebook holds so much data on its users, Facebook will actually pre-fill the information on the lead ad form inside of Facebook for you. So they see your ad in their newsfeed, they click on it, and up pops an opt-in box with their information pre-filled. And the lead ad box itself, you can add additional contact information that you'd like to add to that form so that you can capture the right information to actually follow up with them. Facebook quite like lead ads because of the fact that their leads stay inside the Facebook environment. Exactly. That's very important. And they don't have to jump away from it. So you generally find that lead ads do convert quite well, but the challenge that some people face with them is that the validity or the recency, certainly of people's email addresses, aren't always that recent. And the reason why that is, is because of the fact that people may have signed up to Facebook years ago and used their Gmail or Hotmail address that just isn't the main primary email. But the one piece of information that they very rarely change is their phone number. They don't change their phone number because that's a security mechanism that Facebook use in order to make sure that you can get back into your account. In fact, some people even log in with their mobile phone number. Yeah. And it's just your phone number. You know, you don't want to change your phone number. You're not going to change your mobile phone number. And that creates a really interesting opportunity for us because when we know Usually in a process like this, where you say to somebody, hey, so if you need to have a conversation with somebody, you need their phone number in order to be able to do that. Now, we all know that if we took them to a usual conversion-based objective ad where we would shoot them from Facebook over to a landing page and they opt in and we get a lead, the more information we ask for on the landing page, the lower the conversion. Especially if you're going to try and get somebody to opt in for a free checklist or free guide, the challenge is is that then if you're asking for a phone number on that opt-in and you're doing a one-step opt-in, then they're going to be like, hey, why do I need to give you a phone number? Well, it's obvious because you actually need it in the sales process unless you do a multi-step opt-in and you do lose people through that process. So with lead ads, now that we're actually being able to pre-populate all their information and we know that the phone number is very accurate, now it provides an interesting opportunity to be able to deliver the value that we're promising in a modality that's very convenient for them. And I know that sounds like a bit of a riddle, but I'll explain it to you in a few moments. So when you're using Facebook lead ads, the thing that you need to know is that you can advertise on different platforms, different devices, more specifically. You can advertise on mobile, mobile and desktop, and the same process works. But knowing that we want to deliver the message to them in the most convenient way possible. And we know that Facebook's been so helpful in giving us their mobile phone number. That then opens that channel of communication that I was talking about so that then we can just target our adverts to people only on their mobile device. So that means that when they click it on their mobile device and we have their phone number pre-filled, when we're asking them to give us their information in exchange for the value we're going to give them, instead of delivering what we promise through email, even though we're capturing email, we're actually going to deliver their value through a text message. Text message. And that is a complete game changer. And you ask them permission. 
on that page. Would you like the video or the whatever the payoff is instantly texted to you, which is a great little toggle down. And it also answers the question, why am I giving up my phone number here, even though it's pre-populated, which makes it so easy for conversions, but they know it's coming based upon that. And it's so much more personal and intimate than email, which is where everyone's trying to market to them. Absolutely. And, and you know, for me, there's a really big part of this that most people don't go deep enough with to really get behind why this works so well. People need to understand that your leads need to consume your content in order for you to be able to move them forward in their customer journey. So you have to understand that leads don't become customers. Prospects become customers. There's a step in the middle there that people don't understand. And so when you look at the show up rates for automated webinars these days, and also the open rates of emails, there's just such a massive fall off when people are registering for these things. I mean, ask yourself this question, how many PDFs or checklists or lead magnets do you download or free video series do you get offered all the time? You put your email in and then how many times you actually go and consume and watch that content regardless of how valuable it may be life gets in the way it just does and no matter how many times you send autoresponder messages back to people as contingencies to push them back to what you want them to consume people fall off and actually it can become quite annoying for them so this provides a much more effective way of doing that in a much more conversational way in a much more human way that makes it extremely effective and as ralph quite rightly mentioned we can ask them what's called a custom question. We can say to them, would you like the video instantly text to you? Yes or no? And then that means that if they say yes, which by the way, in our testing and our experiments across lots of different businesses, 85% of people will say yes, that they can text you. Because guess what? If they want that video that you're promising in your ad, (laughs) they want to watch it like now. And because they're on their mobile device, they don't want to be jumped out to their email because that's just provides friction. And, you know, it's unlikely they're going to consume it. And and that leads me to the really big factor of this. The critical success factor is that there's a congruency between the response mechanism and the delivery mechanism. And that provides a way to shorten that consumption time down, increase engagement, and thus move them forward in their customer journey much, much, much faster. Congruency between response and delivery. I like that. And it's, <laughs> it's very similar. For, I mean, it's a very similar reasoning why messenger ads are working so well, right? You're getting them in a native messaging, real human type of environment. And I think that, you know, with all the buzz around messenger and many chat, people onto the next shiny object, you know, and forget about, hey, this is something that you should be doing. Absolutely. It's just a new communication channel. I was just going to add to that, that, you know, this really is the new opportunity. Now you have this opportunity of connecting with the device in your prospects pockets, because most people have hundreds of unread emails and email clients like Google inbox are making it super easy for people to filter out all those emails they're getting every day. And quite honestly, email is the toughest media to actually win with anyway. So couple that together with people's general lives today where they're aggregating so much information, people don't want to have to wait for information. 
And mm. what people don't understand is, is that it's not how good your subject line is. It's whether or not your emails are even being seen. Right. Because the fact is, is that when it comes to email deliverability, a lot of marketers, a lot of businesses don't really understand about engagement rates of their email list and loads of technical things of marketable but unengaged and they've been unengaged for after 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, so on and so forth. Most business owners, probably most people that are listening to this are not going to be interested in that. They just want to get results. They want to have meaningful conversations with qualified people that they can help. That's exactly what the phone funnel framework can help them with. Especially when you're selling something more high ticket where you need that personal aspect to it. Well, going for someone's phone, whether it's SMS or messenger or, you know, whatever the mode of communication is, is so much more personal than email. Usually I check email on desktop and to me, emails work. You know, there are a lot of people who check their email a lot throughout the day, but it's not as personal as texting. You know, that's where your friends contact you. Uh, so really that relationship building. Ali, I know you have some examples you wanted to go over. I think it will help people. My big questions right now are, okay, so what should the lead ad say? How do I entice this person? Or even like, what is the lead magnet? You know, like, what are you using to entice these people? And I think that your examples will probably help. Absolutely. And one of the things that you just mentioned there, which is, as we set the context up for this, before we dive right into that, is emails drive a lot of behavior. But these days, we do a lot more based on relationships than we ever have done on logic. I think a famous person said that once upon a time. Yeah, I think it's so important because a lot of people might walk away from this and say, Ollie, I set up a lead ad, right? I followed this exact strategy that you're teaching, but it didn't work. And if you were to sit down and audit what they did, the first and most important thing that you would probably see is that they're not offering something that people actually want, right? So they don't want to engage with your lead ad in the first place. Or you'll find that after they do engage and they do opt in, that the next action that they're asked to take is so incongruent with the lead magnet, what they first showed interest in. So I just really wanted to emphasize that importance here. Or they don't frame it the right way. So they might have a good lead magnet for them to opt in for, but it's only relevant to people who have intent, right? Who are looking for to solve a problem right now. They, we, and we talk about this on just about every you know, other episode in this podcast. And it's like, if you don't get the messaging right and really make people aware of a problem or a solution that they didn't know existed, and then, then introduce your offer, you're, you're not going to have great success with big, broad audiences. And so usually, like Molly said, if you try lead ads or if you try video ads or if you try messenger ads or if you try Facebook ads in general or Instagram ads and they don't work for you, it's not because they don't work. It's because you just haven't gotten it to work for you yet because you haven't gotten the right messaging or the right offer quite yet. That's it. Yeah. Just like anything, it's the difference between being a shotgun or being a sniper rifle. Either you've got this spray and pray approach or you can be laser targeted on your audience. Rock the shotgun, Perry Marshall. <laughs> so let's just talk about that. The way that we go about this in the first instance is doing all of the right things in the ad in the first place. What you've got to understand is, is that you've got to consider ultimately who it is that you're trying to move towards the next step in the process. You have to get very clear on ultimately who you want. 
and who you want to consume, what you've got to offer. And so obviously some of that comes down to targeting inside of Facebook, but moreover, it also comes down to messaging. So most people think it's about attracting as many people as possible. But of course, that could just drive really, you know, loads of leads that, you know, may well work, but at a very low cost. But sometimes what can happen is the lowest cost of leads can be the most expensive customers. And sometimes the the highest cost of leads can be actually the cheapest customers. And so most people are always thinking about their lead cost when in actual fact, it's actually the cost of other aspects of this funnel, which you need to consider. And what I mean specifically by that is because you know you need to get somebody on the phone, the KPIs for this funnel really comes down to how much does it cost you to get somebody to schedule a call with you? What's the cost of somebody having a discovery call with you? Some people are actually like very surprised by what that actually cost can be when they reverse engineer it back to the ad because they're like, wow, that seems quite expensive. However, the steps that you're taking people through, you're almost trying to disqualify people from this process because look, at the end of the day, one thing you don't want to do is build a whole team of salespeople, right? Dealing with a lot of unqualified leads. You want to speak to highly qualified people that have a propensity to buy, know everything that you have got to offer and are ready to take the next step with you. So they've been pre-educated, they're pre-qualified and they're ready to go. And that call is really just a case of overcoming maybe a few final objections before they make a decision. And in one of our case studies, we actually reduced the number of sales staff from six people to just one. They decreased their advertising costs and actually made a seven times return on Facebook ad spend, cold Facebook ad spend. And more importantly than ever, if any of you are listening to this and you've got salespeople or you've got a business development person, one of the big things is you want to be getting them to speak to the most qualified people. We actually half the number of calls that they were having and we reduced the lead to buyer time as a result of the phone funnel. And that's how effective it can be. And going back to what Molly said, it is, it starts at the ad level. So what you do there is ultimately going to govern the steps that then proceed after that. So quick question, because you mentioned automated webinars. If you're doing automated webinars, you're going to be interested to, to generate sales calls and stuff. When your client's goal is to, to generate that high quality sales conversation, when you're using this strategy, are you bypassing the webinar and using the, the ad to really build that, that desire? Or are you... Also, how how do you integrate the webinar when you're doing this? Cool. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the process that Molly was just talking about, which will answer your question, which is kind of the journey of this. But I'm just going to say this now. Automated webinars for people that need to have a sales conversation after they've been on a webinar, in my world, are dead. That might be a bit of a sweeping statement, but it literally is the death of the automated webinar. Love it. I love it. So Molly's question was really about, okay, so what are we offering them? You know, what, what's, the, what's the lead magnet? What is it? One of the things that we find works really, really well in using this process is a case study video. A case study video is going to provide evidence, proof that you can actually help them. It's going to demonstrate to them exactly how you've helped somebody else and how they could follow the same path 
in their business. So the general hook is that there is a case study video. If they're in a different type of business, sometimes we use it as a demo video. Sometimes in certain industries, the uh, vernacular is different. Sometimes you're going to use the word free training. Sometimes you may even use the word webinar or telecast or different vernaculars will, you know, vocabulary rather, will pertain to your particular type of industry. But the key here is you're trying to get them to watch a 20 to 40 minute video. Okay. So it's shorter than a usual webinar type of video that you want them to go to. They are opting in through the lead ad and giving us permission to text them a link to that video. Now, I'm going to give you a little ninja trick here. Just after they have given you their information, Facebook lead ads gives you the opportunity to give them a different destination to go to on the thank you screen of the lead ad. And there's some different options. You can send them to an external URL. So you can send them to a website. But you don't want to do that, okay? I'm cautioning you against that Mm. because... We want to send them a text message to the video and we want to know if they click the link in the text message to get to the video. So what you can do is, this is where a many chat comes in, because what you can do is use your external URL as a many chat URL. Mm. So now when they come in through the lead ad, not only are you able to get their email and their phone number and their name and follow up with them through SMS to get them to the video, but now you can also subscribe them to many chat as well. Great. Messenger ref URL. That is so good. Yeah, I love what you said, Ollie. This is just a, a little detail, but about calling the webinar something that makes sense for their industry. This has made a huge difference for clients that I've worked with because some markets don't know what the heck a webinar is. Like if my grandmother saw that in her uh, newsfeed, she would be confused. She wouldn't know what that means. So I love that you said that. That makes such a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in some businesses, it may just be as simple as saying this is a free online presentation. You know, there's nothing more to say. Um, Absolutely. Really what is congruent with that industry? What are they going to understand? And what are they going to engage with, you know? Right. What's most interesting to them? Totally. Free online training works really well. Free video, you know, uh, just something really simple. Absolutely. Um, One of the things that I'll add in here, all of the results that we have seen in doing this and helping other people implement it and listening to their success stories has been through cold Facebook audiences. Although, of course, this would work equally as well for a warmer audience that you may have used as well. But this has worked very well for cold lead generation. There's two ways of being able to go about that. One, if you have the budget, these work especially well if you've already built an audience of people that have watched a video. So they're engaged in video engagement already. So you put purposely put at the top of your funnel a video that they can consume content for. That, that's the main purpose of that video. Then you can retarget the people that have watched that video then with your lead ad. It does reduce the cost of the lead a little bit, albeit you've already paid for them to watch the video once before, but arguably those people are already intrigued and have consumed some of your content inside of Facebook already before you've actually given them an offer. 
in some cases, we may just go direct to the cold audience with varying different creative types, just like you would normally with the normal Facebook lead ad to them directly. So let me just move on and talk to you about once they've actually opted in through the lead ad and we've asked them that question, would you instantly like us to text you a link to the video? And as I mentioned, about 85% of people do that and you are going to send them a text message with a link to the video. And the thing that you're going to do in that text message, you're also going to append what's called a V card. And a V card is a way for them to save your contact information to their mobile phone. So they know who they're talking to. Wow, that's so smart. That's cool. Money. And that means now when you continue that conversation with them, they know who's calling, who's texting you. And because of the fact that with the technology we use, we use a unified telephone number. When somebody then calls you, they'll also know who's calling them, which really, really helps with building that relationship and knowing what you're about. A V-card actually comes technically as part of an MMS, but the V-card is appended to the text message that we send out. So you can send that through Fix Your Funnel, basically? Yeah, yeah, okay. you got it. Um, okay. And here's, here's the thing that's really, really cool about a V-card. Keith, if you came to me and said, hey, Ollie, I've got a problem with my plumbing and I need a plumber. Do you know anybody in my local area? I'm in Washington. And I'm like, yeah, I, I've got somebody. Where's the first place I go, Keith, to figure oh. out, like, I go to my phone, right? And I look for that instant referral called Dave the Plumber in my phone that I can give you. Here's right. the really cool thing. Now that I'm inside of their phone, a V card allows you to have external landing page links in your contact record. So if you're a multi-unit service-based business, meaning you've got multiple locations, you can actually save the locations of all of your stores into their V card, which is really cool. Wow. Wow. Jeez. So smart. It's like when you find a business on Google Maps and they contacts, you're doing that for yeah. them. Basically. Absolutely. Wow. So this is legal. Just making yeah, sure it's this legal. Is legal. <laughs> um, so, this is so cool. So I knew Ralph would come in with the legal. I just, <laughs> I just knew it. I just knew it. I just wait for it. So that's, that's legal that's, in the UK. That's, that's all we know. So now okay. yeah, that's the first goal is to actually get into their phone. And that, that's what we do with the e-card. Let me just take you through that. The first goal is to actually get their phone number. That's through Facebook lead ads. The second goal is to get into their phone, which is through the v-card and the SMS itself. And then the third step is to start the conversation. And we're going to talk about that in a few moments. Here's the thing that we don't want to do. What we don't want to do when we send them a link in the SMS is send them directly to your 20 or 40 minute main event presentation. Because what we want to do is send them to what we call a primer video. Now, a primer video acts as a way to pre-frame what it is that they're just about to watch. And If you know much about influence, you'll also know that that's also a proven way to elicit commitment and consistency from them to continue to then click through to watch the video that they've come from. So they've clicked from Facebook. They've then got the text message. They've then clicked from the text message now to the primer video. And that primer video now is going to say, hey, thanks so much for requesting this free video. 
This is a, a case study presentation we put together to share with you how somebody just like you went from here before to after in certain time-bound statement, whatever your copy is that you're putting on that page. This is a 25-minute presentation. And it's really important you mention that because they need to firewall that time to consume that content. So the Primer video's purpose is to make sure that you're pre-framing them of what it is they're about to watch. On that page, they can then click through to then go to the main event video. So it's no surprise to them that they're watching a video that's going to play for 25 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and they're engaged in that content so that then you can build trust and solidify proof that you can help them, share with them the case study, and then very casually tell them what to do next. And this is where we continue through the same modality of messaging with them through text messages. Because in the actual video, we're not going to tell them, hey, go to this landing page, like type this in on your phone and go and schedule a call with us. What we do in that video presentation, we actually say to them in our close, when we're asking them to take some action on what they've seen, we actually say to them, hey, if this is of interest to you and you'd like to talk to us more about how we can help you, what I'd like you to do is text us with the word success to this number. And that number is already in their phone. And that keyword then automatically then sends them a link to schedule with you. And that's really important because it's a micro commitment that you're getting people to make and to take before they ultimately get to your calendar. Because remember, the cream always rises to the top. So we always want to deal with the most qualified people. Now, when you're running thousands of leads through all of the time and you've only got one salesperson, guess what? You want to get as many people to text you with that keyword that already know what the offer is, already know that this is for them. They just want to speak to you because they can't buy at that point you're getting them to speak to you to vet them to see if they're a good fit. And so the roles are reversed in that sales process. They know everything. And so when they get on the phone with you, then you're going to have that magical conversation where somebody's going to become a this is This is gold. This is, this is so cool. So basically, they go from the ad, okay? They, they click on your ad. It might be a, a regular short copy, long copy ad, whatever the ad might be. Then they opt in through the lead ad. From there, you send them a primer video that pre-frames them on you know, what they're about to watch. Now, of course, some people, after they opt in on the lead ad, they might click the confirmation link. Not everybody does. It's not automated. But if they do, you're taking them to a, using a message ref URL, many chat feature, you're taking them to Messenger. So you also have them in there. But you're, you're basically texting them the primer video. And then the short primer video gets them ready for the, the main presentation you tell them it's a 25 minute presentation. They click on that. They watch that. At the end of that, there's basically a call to action to talk to somebody, but you tell them to text success. And if you're using something like fix your funnel, as you just mentioned here, some people might not understand that, but you basically get one number. So we, I have a 425 number. It's a Seattle Bellevue number. And so whenever we set up a, a text messaging sequence, it's always coming from the same number. They have you in their phone and all they have to do is just they start typing in the number and that name's going to pop up, right? <laughs> so cool. You got it. 
just like any good marketing campaign, it's multi-step and multimedia. Now, you'll recall that on the lead ad, we actually asked them the question, would you like us to instantly text you a link to the video? Now, if they said no, which not that many people do, then you're going to follow up with email in exactly the same way. But because of the fact that if they said yes, then now you've got email and you've got text messages so that when people fall out of these different milestones in the funnel, you've got contingencies to bring them back on track. And the beautiful thing that I love so much about this process is that you can then begin for everybody that doesn't text that trigger keyword in that presentation you can elicit a conversation with them, your salesperson, where you elicit it in an automated way with what we call an automated conversation starter. And a conversation starter is very simple. It ends with a question mark. It's the magic question mark, right? Um, And you can say something like this. Hey, it's Alsa from Ollie's office. I noticed you watched the video. What did you think of the concept? question mark. Now, what happens is when they, when you get that text message at the end of your presentation and you didn't decide to take action, that's something endearing. Like that's something you're going to respond to. You're going to engage you. And we call that type of copy an engagement starter. And that means then that if they send a text message back to you, that is now going into your salesperson's portal where they can begin having a conversation backwards and forwards to overcome any objections that they have. So now it's a real person that's, that's in that conversation, but they're only talking to a few people. They have to, you know, respond or they have to actively reply to that. Basically, it's, it's sort of like if you're doing an evergreen webinar sequence, you'll set up tags for people who saw the pitch or saw the offer, but didn't buy, right? And so that's sort of like yeah. those people, like they heard the offer, but they didn't actually text. So now you have this this personable text message that comes and it feels like a real person. By the way, real quick, I don't want to forget, you mentioned two principles from the one of the other classics in direct response marketing, yeah. any marketing by Robert Cialdini, Influence. So if you haven't read that or if you haven't read it in a while, it's on Audible now as well. We'll link to it in the show notes. But you mentioned uh, two important kind of laws of um, principles of persuasion. So I wanted to mention that too. Yeah. Commitment and consistency, micro commitments, a big, a big, big factors in doing so. The other type of message that we send out to people is called a sales interest starter. So supposing they've consumed your video, the other type of message you can send is something a bit more like this. Hey, this is Alsa from Ollie's office. Ollie's put together a special bonus for four people. Would you like to know more about it? Text back with the word bonus and I'll send you the details. Now, what that does is it's more direct. It's giving them an offer and it's telling them what to do next in order to be able to go and check out what it actually is. So again, if they text in that keyword, then again, it triggers an automated conversation. And all of this behavioral dynamic stuff is, again, like marrying together those two big things, direct response and marketing automation to get great results and actually just have these humanized conversations because a lot of the times with email, we often tend to talk at people. And what we really want to do is we want to talk 
two people. There's a really, really big difference between those two things. And Ollie, I think that's becoming even more important as time moves and, uh, you know, things change. I think people are really craving those relationships. They're so desensitized to the, you know, one to many type of marketing that has worked for a long time. The principles stay the same. The conversation just changes with the person. Yeah. And Ryan, I mean, Ryan Dice, that was the sort of the theme at Traffic Conversion 2018, starting from the opening keynote. So Good timing here. So I think there's one thing I think next left that I'd love to test down the road in this. So let's say we're implementing this. If you have clients that let's say they like to do Facebook lives, I could see where, you know, you could start with a warm audience. Say you've got your warm audiences and you almost do a 20 to 40 minute different version of that sort of presentation in a Facebook live, or, or maybe you're doing a slightly different version of it to open up the desire in maybe you have the primer, you know, concept, hey, I've got a 25 minute video presentation. If you want, you can text me. So I could see you doing like a, somebody doing a Facebook live, opening up the opportunity. And then so you're like skipping one step so they can actually text right from that. For example, let's say you do a Facebook live, then you can go into the campaign builders, create a new campaign after you finish it. And you can create a lead ad, but you can use the Facebook live existing post as your actual ad. And so now you're actually building in that extra content that you might do after they opt in in some cases. So I could see where, you know, you could test something like that with at least warmer audiences at first and then go right to the 25 minute video. Oh, this is, dude, this is gold. This is, this is money. I've been taking notes. Is there anything else that we should know or audience should know uh, about this strategy in general? And, you know, what else would you like to kind of add before we wrap this sucker up? We have a product, a $3,000 product that we offer, which is the full training, everything on this stuff. But I think for everybody that's on here that's looking to implement this, I'd like to kind of give you an opportunity to actually get the, the phone funnel training, get that $3,000 training completely for free. Woo, big woos. And um, that is going to include six uh, modules takes you through everything from setting the lead ads up through to all of the technology and getting everything hooked up. It also has our full swipe file with all of our scripts in there for the primer video, for the main event video as well, if you're not quite sure what to put in there. It's basically got everything soup to nuts and is our SOP that we use in our agency to build these funnels out for people. You can go to um, oliverbilson.com forward slash players as a complete shameless bribe, you can get the phone funnel for free if you decide that you want to give our players club, as we put it, a go. Um, and in that players club, you are going to get access to the phone funnel framework and lots of other cool goodies that I want to give to you as well. Okay, cool. So basically, you've got a membership people can try out and take a free trial by doing that. You're giving away access to your $3,000 program, basically, which kind of like maps out the entire thing and also gives copy and paste frameworks and, and messages. Yeah. And if you like the phone funnel, you'll definitely love Players Club because every single month we do a, a funnel just like the phone funnel framework that are getting real world results from clients that are paying us $16,000 a month to run their marketing for them. And you can get them as part of your Players Club membership, which is okay. super cool. That offer sounds amazing. You told me about it over dinner and I was very excited. I'm excited to become a part of the Players Club. So definitely check out Oliver. And your last name is B-I-L-L-S-O-N. 
So for those you of you it. guys who don't know how to spell that. <laughs> so uh, go to oliverbilson.com forward slash players. Oliver Bilson, O-L-I-V-E-R-B-I-L-L-S-O-N.com slash players. Yeah, you got it. Right, cool. And then we'll link out to that in the show notes as well over at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode one, five, zero, 150. This is awesome, man. Good stuff. I'm going to check it out for sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, Ali. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. It's been a blast. Yeah, right. Right. we appreciate it. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.